This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Is everything plugged in? Sure hope so. <laughs> everyone i'm ryan and i'm steven this is 60 cycle hum the guitar buying selling trading modding fixing breaking reviewing playing podcast podcast <laughs> that's right steve you want to talk about emo night <sighs> so emo much night <laughs> so i was uh i was driving around like a week or so ago listening to the radio like i do when i'm in my car driving around and doing my driving stuff. I don't like to, I, you know, I tend to only drive like five or 10 minutes at a time. There it is. There's the level. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I don't, you know, plug in my phone or anything to play MP3s yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I'm just, I'm going to leave on the radio. And, uh, this like commercial starts playing for what I thought was going to be for like a radio show. Right. And it would kept talking about emo night and kept mentioning the radio station, which was 94.9, a local alternative station here. Not local, but, and, but and, they service our area. And then I was like, <laughs> I immediately texted Steve and I was like, I think they're doing an emo hour like on on this radio station. Like, yeah. are we is, you know, are we at that point of nostalgia for emo that there needs to be like a throwback? Like, oh, uh, hour for it's, it? It's much worse than that, It's right? much, much, much worse than that. I never could have anticipated what is actually going on here. Steve looked it up. He sent me links. We figured it out. Yeah, so... It's like a franchise of parties that happen in music venues. And by franchise, I mean they, they hold multiple of these parties in multiple cities on the same night. See, this one has special guests, Ryan. And they 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 really just but it's a disc jockey, a DJ playing emo CDs or MP3s or whatever albums, I don't know, in a concert venue, and you know, thousands of people show up and party to emo music. Yeah. So uh so here's what And apparently it's very popular. Here's what Alt Alt 94.9 says. So the one that Alt 94.9 is putting on is Emo Night Brooklyn, but... To well, you know, Emo Night Brooklyn is like the brand name of, of one of, of these... one of them. Or one because, of these companies that throws and, these and parties. this is the one at uh, House of Blues, right? House of Blues, San Diego. Tomorrow uh-huh. night, this is getting a little too local, but, if you know, whatever. Our, I think uh, tomorrow night, Emo Night, which Emo Night Brooklyn is Emo, then N-I-G-H-T Brooklyn... There's another emo night that is in ITE that's going to be at the Casbah tomorrow. And I think that's the one that is out of LA that kind of does the same thing. Uh, and I think that one might be sponsored by 91X. And then on Sunday night, which Sunday night, uh, which this, uh, this I can get on board with. Uh, Are there, do not tell me there's going to be a third emo night in San Diego this well, week. Well, on, um, um, 
There is going to be a third. You want to, but but the third one is one that's like a local, like it's just a local group that does these throwbacks. Okay, so it's like a it's like a dive bar. So usually, so usually what they do is so for example, uh, that's not like a dive bar having like oh come on down it's it's hardcore night or what oh hey guys it's it's doom night at the dusty dive or something like that's normal where like you get. Uh, you know, someone who works at the bar to spin tunes and it's just like, hey, we don't have anything else going on here. We're going to have a theme for the music. Like, yeah, I, so I, there's a drink special named after, you know, whoever. So that one is uh, so that one's the one that I think is the most interesting of the three. It's called uh, Through Being Cool. That's what it's called. We're through being cool. Okay. Well, that was uh, and, and that one. That was a Devo song. Is it? Yeah. Well, apparently it's now an emo night in San Diego. That's horrific. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But That's what, honestly upsetting. But what to me. they do is they will have like they have their DJ. All of these have their DJ, uh, but uh, Emo Night LA and Emo Night Brooklyn. So the one that's in, uh, it sounds like they bring out special guests and stuff. They yeah. So this one is going to have an acoustic set by William Beckett of the Academy. Is I don't know who the hell that is. Uh, and they throw stuff in here like since since then many icons of the emo slash punk rock scene have joined the party to guest DJ, including Ryan Key of Yellow Card, not emo. William Beckett of the Academy is maybe they're emo. I don't know who that is. Jordan Punkett of Newfound Glory, not emo. And you go down the list. Brand new, not emo. Taking back Sunday, I guess maybe like something corporate. The guy is playing freaking piano, not emo. <laughs> <laughs> where is, where is the actual? Here's here's what this is. Not enough emo, says Steve. I go to, I've I watched a couple YouTube videos, and what this is is a bunch of like people in in honestly probably some of them are, are some of them actually are our age because they are our friends who go to these things are our former friends. I would say <laughs> uh, not former like in the sense that like we hate them, but former just there are people that we used to be friends with that we're not in touch with anymore. Yeah. Because of but, things like this, but literally <laughs> like you just go there and it's a DJ playing the entire, uh, my chemical romance, three cheers for whatever the hell that album was called, like straight through. And then they end it with welcome to the black parade and everybody sings along and, and then they go home. Here's, here's the thing I'm going to say, Steve and I started hanging out. What? Like 2003, 2004, something like that. Yeah. And we'll go with that. We we went to a lot of like house party hangouts with each other. And I got to say, from just that time period alone, I'm all emo partied out. Like, I don't <laughs> I I am not interested in this at all. And like it, it sounds weird to say as a musician, as a guitarist, but like. Going to a concert venue and watching some dude play an MP3 player of emo songs is actually a really authentic emo party experience. Yeah, so, so <laughs> like every other party, like how well, probably every single house party that we went to, there was some crappy stereo with like three emo dudes in tight shirts and tight pants with razor bladed hair sticking out every direction, hovered around the stereo fighting over who is going to get to play the next track off of their, you know, first generation right, iPod. Right. And it was so annoying to every single other person at the party. Like, can these guys just play a song that people actually want to listen to? Oh like they are in a, you know, a, in a fight to figure out who has the most obscure the, emo the taste, most, the most emo. Um, 
So I will say the through the local one through through with being cool or whatever through with cool or um, through being cool what something like that. Uh, we we were never cool. No, uh, but, no. Uh, um, we were never cool yeah, individually. Steve was cool. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, but as a unit, no, never say, cool. What what they do that I think is neat, at least from what I've seen, because they've been around a while too. So the, uh, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, they actually get like. Um, so like playing without a pilot played one of their uh, nights like a couple years ago. Oh really? Like they get a local pop punk band, a local like pop punk emo band to like play a set, and uh, and then the I don't know who they get to DJ. And then I so I guess it's kind of like emo night Brooklyn. They're gonna have this guy from the academy is, but he's gonna do an acoustic set. So it's like, it's 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 a nostalgia piece, but it's like also not really showcasing, like it's not promoting new music at all. At least like. No, the local one is promoting. No, everyone new is local there music. for a, a pure shot in the arm of nostalgia, no. which is what it is. Like what caught my ear they're in probably the first playing, place. They're probably just going to listen to in like hearing the radio ad is like, even though I didn't understand fully what it was for. I was like, I can't believe we're at the place where there's a nostalgia wave for this terrible, terrible era of music that I still despise. Well, here's the real, here's the real rub. I'm glad you brought that up because that's another thing. And I knew this isn't, I this isn't new. They started in like 2014. No, it's not. I, I do want to just, you know, get, you know, put it out there that real emo only consists of the DC emotional hardcore scene and the late nineties screamo scene. What is known by Midwest team. Okay. I'm not going to do the whole copy pasta. But <laughs> oh, Have you never seen that copy pasta before? I think this is from Forfa, which I used to read on a semi-regular basis. <laughs> I just want to know what's the Alt 949 commercial like? Hey guys, it's time for Evo North San Diego. Like it's alternating <laughs> between like that nasal, like and like just like guttural, like <laughs> no, maybe it, no. it wasn't like a monster truck rally. No, no, I'm saying commercial. it's not a monster. Sunday, Sunday, taking back Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was that, that came was, out of me right now. That was, that was pretty was good in the moment. Uh, that was very <laughs> incredible. That's, that might be the best joke you've told this year. I think so. Best joke of the year. <laughs> uh, I just, to me, like it's it's weird that it's a party thing right it's weird to me that like like i could get it if it was like tribute band here's like yeah top emo hits like mixed with pop punk pop punk of course because it's to kind of like you know you know despite people being angsty about one being one and one being the other like come on if you listen to yeah, emo, I you mean, probably also liked pop punk. If you listen to pop about, punk, you probably also like emo. We talked about tribute bands last week, and and I think that's actually like the idea of a tribute band is perfect. And you know, some sometimes you again, could even have a tribute band who has their chops tight enough that a guest star could come in, like a guest appearance, and be like, "Hey, I'm going to play my song. I'll be the only person jumping into this band from the original band, but I'll I'll yeah. be here." Yeah. Like, hey, look who we've got on bass—the person from the band whose song we're about to play. Like, yeah. and that would be wild. The fact that it is just like an MP3 spinning party is is wild. Yeah, I mean, back in was it September, October? I don't remember. Sometime last year, I basically went to emo night. Cause I went to go see the Juliana theory in May. <laughs> it was like three hours of like, of like that 
early 2000s indie rock, whatever. But yeah, I, I think that's the part of it that throws me off is the idea that like, uh, it's just a DJ set. But then at the same time, like that doesn't really surprise me because it sounds when, like it's a variety show. Almost. When I go to work, like I think the most popular style of music with the people that I work with who are mostly, I would say in the age of like 25 to 30 is EDM. Yeah. Totally. Right. So I think for most of them, if you're 25 now, then in like 2006, crap you were like 10 12 so when you were in like kind of that peak like scene email like my chemical romance on a lot of these you were finding out about them you might have been in middle school right and so i think for like people in that 25 to maybe not they're old enough to go to venues old as us have have a drink you know and so i think they gave up on being straight edge about a decade ago and they're ready to (laughs) These bands were never straight edge. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, again, it's people who, uh, you know, I, I talked to and they're like, I was like, oh, yeah. You know, oh, I listen to a lot of music. Like, da, 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 da. like I really like My Chemical Romance. And I'm like, yeah, I opened for them. <laughs> the sweat. It, yeah, we did. No big deal. Steve and I had a band and we did open for My Chemical Romance. We played about four o'clock in the afternoon and they played about uh, 1030 at yeah, night. But we yeah. opened the same stage. We same opened stage. For, we it's opened a, for the same stage. We, we broke in the PA. We did hang out in the same green, green room as them. And they were in the room with us, like eating snacks, but we didn't talk to them. Yeah, we. I didn't even know it was them because they, it was like 85 degrees outside and they were wearing pink and scarves. In my mind, I'm still making fun of them that they were in costume all day long. I think like, like the, the giant peacoat thing was ridiculous yeah. in the in the middle of like late spring or whatever it was. Like it was hot and it was like they were dressed like there was a blizzard outside. Do you ever regret being a pretentious douche in your early twenties? Because yeah, because I do. No, if I could go back, I would totally have like like talked to those guys and made yeah. friends with them. Like who, yeah. who cares now? Like who I cares? Back then, I, back back then, I was like, yeah. these these guys. Like, uh, and because who was I? Yeah, who no, are you? No one. Uh, uh, people just listen to Michael Grohl because they've never heard your favorite band. <laughs> oh my gosh, I definitely wasn't thinking that. I definitely didn't think we were great, but I definitely thought they were a joke. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> I I think that's where that is is is, you know, what's a DJ set? I don't want to say like a DJ set, like a EDM set. Oh, it's just some guy playing e- MP3s. I know there's a lot well, more that goes like, into it. It's not supposed to be a concert. It's supposed to be a party. Yeah. You know, and they like most, like most, it's most an experience, most parties don't have live bands, right? Most parties have, you know, a DJ or they have someone just playing music or whatever. Uh, so I get it. It's a party. Like n- that part really doesn't bother me. Uh, and what I've thought Mm-hmm. about a little bit since we talked about making this the topic. Um, so this is this is a nostalgia wave catching up and crashing on the shore, you know, like 15, 20 years after yeah. emo was a, a, a thing. And now these people are like, oh, man, yeah, I'd love to go to an emo night party. That sounds awesome. If, say, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I heard word that there was going to be a 90s ska party at house of blues. <laughs> and it was just, it was going to be someone spinning tunes and maybe there'd be like guest appearances and there would be a party. Yeah. I probably would have been super tempted to go <laughs> as you know, like, you know, ska is my emo. Like ska is my, you know, yeah. 
uh, music some people think should be embarrassing from my past or this something is, like that. This is uh, this event it, tonight is uh, Emo Night Brooklyn or tomorrow night, whatever. Emo Night Brooklyn. You could have had like Ska Night Staten Island. Ska Night Boston. Yeah. Oh, Ska Night Boston. <laughs> Ska Night Boston. Uh, I would uh, With special guest DJ and acoustic set by MC Bat Commander. <laughs> I would have... I would have non-ironically gone to a Ska Night Boston party at the House of Blues. I would have paid $15 ahead at the door, which is what this thing costs. Yeah. I would have gone in. I would have skanked my little aging heart out. I would have worn some checkered vans. It would have been glorious. So I, get, I get it. But also at the same time, because it's not my music, I'm like, really? Are we doing this? And there would be a bunch of like people who were a little bit older who uh who like cut their teeth on Nirvana and Pearl Jam and whatever and be like, "Oh, I can't believe there's nostalgia for ska." You know what? What would it would have pissed me off if I showed up and like a bunch of the songs that were getting played weren't ska at all. It's like this isn't ska. Well, Come on, gonna, this is like later, no doubt. This is yeah, not what's gonna happen. This is not Scott. What's gonna happen is you're gonna show up and you're gonna be like, you're expecting real big fish, the specials, voodoo glow skulls, maybe some five iron frenzy. I don't know. Right. And then they're gonna play like second album, no doubt. Sm- right. Smash Mouth. <laughs> Smash Mouth, I'd still be on, on board for. And I don't hate no doubt. But there is, you know, there's a certain point where no doubt was not Scott. Why are you playing Return of Saturn? <laughs> I actually play Tragic Kingdom. (laughs) I actually found, um, where is it? A review site for one of these shows. And there's only three reviews. Two are very positive and one is negative. I'll read all of them. Okay. First one is five stars. Uh, Great music. Lots of fun. The guest DJ Ryan Key was especially great. I'll read the next positive one. This was the literal best night of my life for a DJ show. The energy was beyond and the mosh was pretty great. Crowd was friendly. Ryan Key had a good mix and the hype stayed up through his set at least. Also didn't mind paying $16 for a vodka. What? I've got to press for a vodka Red Bull because they were strong and the bar line was non-existent. Okay. That sounds like a negative review to me. $16 for a vodka Red Bull. All right, here is the negative two-star review. And this is going what I was saying about the scoffing. Should be named Pop Punk Night. Here we go. They played the same dozen... Buckle up, kids. (laughs) They played the same dozen bands for hours and barely touched on actual emo genre (laughs) bands. The crowd was mostly 18 and under, which I felt everything was catered to. Wouldn't recommend for fans of emo slash screamo that grew up with a genre in the early 2000s. My buddy and I left two hours in because the music was so abysmal. You left a few hours in. You were still there, dude. You're two hours in. You was like a full alt movie. You watched a full movie. Can you, you, you can't say I peaced out after two hours because I just couldn't stand it can anymore. Can you imagine? Okay, you've, you're going to grunge night. You've gone to grunge night. Right. And all they're playing is like... Silver chair. I would legit go to Grunge Night, like a grunge. They're, gr- play, they're playing Silver Chair. Grunge Night, Seattle. They're playing the. They're playing the Black Crows. That's, that's right. A, right. They're, they're playing Bush, and you're just sitting there for two hours. Like they gotta play Nirvana sometime. Mm-hmm. Like 
they didn't play Mud Honey once. <laughs> yeah, but it's two, it's two hours in. You're like, you're like, and you're just like, at least throw me some Alice in Chains. Come on. I legitimately. Why are they playing Hootie and the Blowfish? Here's the thing. I want to go to Grunge Night Seattle. They can call it that. But I kind of want the music to just kind of play quietly in the background, and I want it to be a bunch of like Gen Xers that are all aged. It's more like a like a like a ten year reunion, <laughs> like a high school reunion, and everyone's just kind of hanging around, like holding drinks, talking to each other about life, and like being kind of cynical. And maybe maybe everyone wears flannels and Doc Martens and stuff, but the lights are kind of on, and you can see each other, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, life's been weird. You know, like I'm an adult now. <laughs> I want to I want to go to that very adult version of this party where it's not really about the music. It's more about, oh, yeah, we're adults now. <laughs> you're not reliving anything. You're just right. like, Ugh. I mean, I guess Grunge Night Seattle could probably be encapsulated by just going to any coffee shop in a college area and hanging out with a book open <laughs> and waiting for someone to ask you about the book. <laughs> now I kind of want to see like, a, I want to see us what the actual set list for one of these things are. Oh, I'm sure you could find it somewhere. Yeah. I'm sure it's all actually they're probably because there's that set list, set list website. You know what I'm talking about? Set list website. Yeah. yeah. I know. I, I've ne- I believe that exists. I've never checked anything like that out. Uh, er- everyone in the in watching right now is really bored. I leave know. us a comment. Let us know what genre of, you know, music party night you would go to or which you would find the most offensive. Like I would not believe in a mir- million years. It would exist. Like, you know, like disco night has been like disco is this, like they're doing a disco format with emo. I think the pro I think the problem I'm looking at the set list is that, it's like it what they're showing is really dependent on who the who's spinning up who's, that iPod who the drive spin, who's the spinning yeah who's spinning it up basically oh because this one isn't even for emo night it's for Ryan Key I'm like I don't care about Ryan Key I don't emo night Brooklyn official is, really. official this is the official Spotify playlist well if you can pull it up on Spotify why do you even need to pay to go to the party oh, oh because there's people there. You're paying to be around people and to dance and have a communal. Where's the, where's thing. The, it's not even where about. The, it's not even about the music. It's about going where, where there's people who have common interests with you. Oh, now it makes sense. I'm gonna like short. What the hell? Lincoln Park. That's new metal. That's rap rock. But to be fair, a lot of the emos that we were hanging out at house parties with <sighs> in the early Evanescence were in. To Lincoln Park and bands like Evanescence, like it is, uh, it is adjacent. It is culturally adjacent. Do you remember American Hi-Fi? I remember the name, but I don't remember any of they their. They did music. their song "Flavor of the Week." <sighs> Blink One Eight Two. What's my age again? Super emo song, guys. I I don't know why I'm making fun of this. Steve's getting angry. I really, I'm really just amused. He's charging up with emo I rage. I know. Did you ever play emo game? Do you remember emo game? No. Oh man, a classic video game emo game <laughs> classic de- right. classic web browser video game <laughs> i think game. i vaguely remember this it was now. like a little side scroller right and it was all like but the thing is is it, it was like all your characters to choose from were like connor oberst and like all a lot of like midwest emo guys and all of their uh all of their moves were either a reference to one of their songs 
Uh, so like you could I be, feel like Greg was show, showed us this yeah, game. Yeah, Greg probably yeah. Greg definitely would have played it. Good old Greg. Hey and, Greg, uh, if you're out there, I doubt you're watching. But uh, but but so it was either that, and I think in order to I get you, Greg. your health back, you would collect tears. <laughs> Classic game. Classic game. You want to get on with this show? Yeah, let's do an ad. This is a ton of photos from an estate sale. I didn't even grab uh, even a fraction of them. There was like a hundred photos. Uh, Gabe Wingfield posted this on the Facebook oh, group. Oh, this is different than the one I saw, I think. And no, no, this is the same one. I, I grabbed a lot of the photos that obviously had music gear in it. And there's mm -hmm. a lot, but there's a, I grabbed photos that I thought were funny that were like classic, like estate sale. Like, like items, like but this Super Nintendo, this estate has it all. Like this is just, this is like a premium estate sale. Like usually you you look at estate sales and you're like, oh, they have a bunch of cookware, they have some fancy like glasses, they have a bunch of old holiday stuff, they have some tools in the garage, and they have a couch no one wants and stuff. But this has this this estate sale is like off the hook. Like this estate sale is off the when, chain. When guys. you said to this, use to use like. Young people lingo of today. Hello, yeah. Hello, fellow kids. When you said this estate sale has it all, I just thought of the Stefan sketches on SNL. This estate sale has it all. And he's like, try, Bill Hader covering his mouth, trying not to lie. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, the one of the first photos, we've got a Rickenbacker. We have a Fender uh, Telly, another Telly, uh, what looks like a Silvertone Strat. A Viper Strat. I can't tell what that. Oh, it's a Music Man. It's a Sterling Sub. Oh, okay. A Sterling Sub. Uh, we've got an Orange Amp, a Tambourine, a Fender Deluxe. Uh, there's a, a case with some microphones in it. Like, we're off to a strong start. There's a, a cowboy hat. There's an acoustic guitar poking off to the side. No, oh, they have a Roland Cube 10. You need, you need to get in on this. <laughs> I do like the cubes. They've got a keyboard here with sheet music to Mickey's Christmas favorites. Uh, uh, they've got a telescope. Oh, my gosh. They've got all sorts of lamps and stuff. They've got a closet full of guitar cases. They've got two PV Decade amps. One looks like it's in need of repair. The, the amp chassis is out. But why do they have two PV decades? Stereo. Oh my gosh, they have a <laughs> band in the box. <laughs> they have uh, four air-cooled VW Bugs, Buses, Gias with sections on high-performance, history suppliers, electrical impulses, how to keep your Volkswagen alive, a manual of step-by-step -step procedures for the complete idiot. Look at this band in the box art here. It says 2007 on it, but it looks like 1997. It looks like 1987. <laughs> Remember when we used to buy software in the software store and it came in a box and had art? Did you see this Dan Electro? It's a different time. I did see the Dan Electro. That's the it only actually looks great. You you buy this entire lot just well, to I get think, the Dan Electro. I think the Dan Electro and that Rickenbacker are the stars of the show. Oh, yeah. With this whole lot. Oh, there's another Wait, Fender there's amp. Wait, there's two Fender Tweed amps? This one? Oh, this one's a uh, 57... Whoever this... 57 Twin? Whoever this dead person is, they bought things in pairs. 
Well, no. So this is a tweed. The top one's like a tweed deluxe, which I think is like a blues deluxe. It's one of those newer ones. He's got all these cheap mini pedals. This guy could have been a viewer. You know, watches. You got a turntable here. More uh, cases in the closet. It's in Oklahoma City. Oh, there's a like a Digitech uh, RP500 or whatever oh. sticking out of the corner of that photo. This guy loved Beatles. A PVP2 vertical array powered speaker system. He's got a single Lodian cassette karaoke setup here. Uh, a Roland keyboard amp. Dan Electro amp, Pignos amp. He's a, got a Digitech Harmony man. Jeez, like there's a lot of stuff here. If I saw this on local Craigslist and it's like, hey, we're going to have an estate sale this Saturday, it's opening up at 5 a.m., I would have been there at 4 a.m., like at the door, like open, open, open. <laughs> like, Ryan, let me in. Ryan, he's also got Uncharted, Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3. He's got a lot of video games. Red Dead Redemption. A ton of mic stands. And music chairs. What is this game? What is game sound system? Stereo speakers, AV selector, and vertical stand for. Bless you. For a PlayStation. He's got a shake weight. He's got a shake weight. (laughs) They got a lot of dishes and stuff here. Yeah. What is that? Let the good times overflow. Whoa. What? He's oh. got the psychopad, which is like a super controller for like consoles or whatever. But it's like a like a it makes your it turns your console game system into you know like an arcade system, game sound system. He's got a lot of phones. He's got a lot of phones. That is for sure. I just like looking at all this stuff. Estate sales are so much fun, but usually they have a lot of crap, but this one's full of stuff that I would be like, I would, I would have a tough time walking away from this estate sale without buying something. He's got the Digitech jam man. He's got the Digitech harmony man. You might have to buy it all, man. What if, what if it's a single bid? What is this Korg thing here? It's a Korg. It's like a vocoder. Whoa. Uh, I forget what model. Does it say the model? It's like a mini. Is it a mini Korg? Uh, micro Korg. Micro Korg. I was thinking about buying one of these for a while, actually. They're cool. Yeah, this this estate sale is over the top. Like, this is the king of all estate sales. It's in Oklahoma City. It's not too late to fly out. It, this, this might have been worth to fly out for. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's Friday, January 14th, 9 to 4. We could jump on a plane tonight, get a motel out there, and hit this estate sale, Steve. Let's do it. What do we got in the fund? <laughs> We're, we are negative in the fund, but we'll pay it back eventually. <laughs> we'll pay it back when we sell all this stuff off. <laughs> well, who knows? They, you know, they might have a good idea of what this stuff is worth. Like, like I'd definitely be looking at that Dan Electro... I'd be asking questions about the Rickenbacker to see if I could get it for a steal. I'd probably want to... You know, the problem is flying in there, getting stuff back. You got to take it on the plane. So it's like uh, one guitar per person. You throw an amp in a suitcase and kind of cross your fingers. Most of the pedals just look like, you know, affordable board stuff. Yeah. So it's not like... Is that why you think they listen to the show? Because they got a bunch of affordable They boards? might. They might. There was one of the, one of the pictures had a, like a Donner bag in the closet. Yeah. 
They've got a Donner pedal board somewhere. But yeah, like they've got the uh, the the Nux high gain, which it became the um. Is that the the, the papaya fuzz? Yeah. They've got a bunch of stuff here. Too cool. Too, yeah, I think everyone in the audience right now is itching, wishing they could go to this estate sale. Like, I'd like that happened two days ago when this episode was released. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe there's some stuff left. I want to know because the Rickenbacker still has like all the paperwork attached to it. And it looks like it's really, really cherry. I want to know what they would expect to get from that at an estate sale. Yeah. Like, does that, like the, the romantic idea for an estate sale is like, oh man, I walked in and I got this old dead guy's stuff for really dirt cheap. I think, but then the reality is a lot of times estate sales have people working them that know yeah. what stuff is worth and they have like a minimum value they're trying to hit on certain things. I think it's just tricky. Uh, and then because like I used to go to estate sales Oh, and if you've got a, a set of people running it professionally, they have it all figured out. And what it is, is they're like, Oh, if it doesn't sell today, come back tomorrow. And then that item will be knocked down 8%. And so you're doing this, this gambling mm-hmm. game of like, I don't think anyone's going to buy it at this price. I'm going to come back tomorrow. 8%. Yeah. It'd be something silly like that. Like they're like here's you know because the 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 people running the estate sale are professional estate right. sale runners, and the you know the the family or whatever is like here's like the lowest we'll accept, and so it ranges from like here's the top price, and then as each day goes by, they lower prices, sort of thing. Yeah, and there's there will be nothing left the last day except for like all those glass mugs and you know like a weird painting of a dog or something like that, you know. Even some of those, uh, there's two Betty Boop wine glasses. I wonder if those are worth anything. <laughs> that's the that's the trick. Like we're looking at all the guitar stuff, just drooling over it, and someone else is looking at this and like, oh man, I know that crystal, that crystal right there. That's worth you know like four hundred dollars a piece. I'm gonna go show up and you know grab all that, and that person will actually make a way with the flip of the century sort of thing, yeah. or that that shake weight. That's a first edition shake weight. Like that's before they did the upgrade that ruined the shake weight. Oh like you get that shake weight, it's worth twenty five hundred dollars. Oh yeah, if you can the find origi- the right buyer. The original shake weights, <laughs> vintage. <laughs> this this frame that has pictures of dogs in it and it says woof. Yeah, that's worth six grand. Take that on Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> oh man. There's a, there's a plate on the wall that says 600, no, 60 years. 60 years for something. I don't know. All right. That's how long the guy worked. Are we going to do a, a sponsor? Let's do a sponsor. This week's first sponsor is Chase Bliss Audio. I'll let you talk about them while I go find a pedal. Go find a pedal, Steve. Chase Bliss Audio. They make pedals more creative and better looking than you are. You want to make sure you go, you go follow Chase Bliss Audio on all their social media. Go check up on their website, see if there's an email list. Get on the email list. When something comes out, you want to know right away, right away, you want to get on that. Follow them on TikTok. Go buy a mood. Follow them on Instagram. Go buy a Buy mood. a pair of moods and then in you know a couple decades, sell them in your estate sale. There you go. Yeah, and then someone will come to your estate sale 
looking at that pair of moods, like there's stereo moods, there's two of them. I got to get in on that. So invest in your future. <laughs> get a pair of moods today. All right. Huge thanks to Chase Bliss Audio for sponsoring this ridiculous nonsense. Once again, they have been supporting us for years and we appreciate it. If you ever have the itch to buy a Chase Bliss product, make sure you say that we sent you. <laughs> All right. What's, what is new? What is new with you? Oh, man. What is new? I mean, I got a new amp over there. I got you, the Tone King. You got this new amp over yeah, here. Yeah. I think uh, most people who watch this channel probably all wa already watched the video, so I won't go over the details of that. But I, I've i waited for this amp to show up for for two years. Literally. We found the emails. <laughs> yeah. I, I've had the thought. And it's actually longer than that because I had discussions about you know, getting a Tone King amp on the channel before oh, officially it happened. Okay. When I went to the first uh, 42 Gear Street, mm. I was talking to the Tone King guy there. And so it's actually been like two and a half years, something like that. I'm super stoked that it finally happened. Uh, I've been drooling over this amp for a long time. So I'm stoked. I really am. The, the biggest problem now is I'm probably going to use it in a lot of demos which means two Princetons is being partially retired, and except for the videos where I will go back to using two Princetons. You need three microphones, and you'll have two princes and a king. Well, my thought was it's the Tone King, and I've got, if I you know combine it with a Princeton, it's still like royalty. I need a royalty theme and like a new theme song to go with mm. it. Like there's something there. There's something there. And I, I think people can figure it out for us. Maybe by now someone's already figured out, you know, like a cool pun that I could put together for a little graphic for when I announce the amps that I'm using. That's not coming to me right now. What's new with you? Be like a deck of cards theme. Maybe. going to be a penny royalty. But there's no prince in a deck of cards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking like an Elvis and Prince graphic. Ooh, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Royalty. Call it like there's something there. There's something with like around royalty. I don't know. I don't know. You guys are smarter than us. You're more clever than us. You're almost as clever as a Chase Bliss pedal. <laughs> so let us <laughs> let us know what you think we should do. What's new with you, dude? Uh I through that uh, Stevenson Burkhead, the the big ear pedal on my board, and I think I'm, uh, I think for the right pedal, I think I might be a tube screamer guy. Oh, I think I am. The truth comes out. That's a is that a bad thing? That's a big thing for you to drop on this show, Steve. Like, <laughs> just some way way to bury the lead. I just well, so I just I just think about like. <laughs> It's three knobs. Steve comes out as a two screamer guy. I know. On this up, this very special. Hold the phone on this very special episode of Sixty Cycle. <laughs> I think I might be a two screamer guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? I've I've played, have you told your parents? I've played like three. different... Does your wife know? Three or four different, like K style clon clon colognes. Right. Uh. And I have mixed feelings about them. They all they always seem like a little dry. I still I don't like them. I don't like. I them. still really like the Timmy, which is which is different. I don't know what the Timmy is supposed to be based on. I don't have like a ton of experience with like blues breaker style pedals, uh, so I can't really comment on that. But like uh, a good three knob tube screamer. 
I I think I like the tube streamers where the mid hump isn't as pronounced, like where it's dialed back a little. I've played a couple that are like that, mm. uh, where there's a little, there's still a mid hump, but there's it's like there's a little more clarity. At this point, it just like, feels nice. At this point, it just t- feels comfortable. A tube screamer doesn't even mean anything because there's so much variation across tube screamers. Like when I think of a classic tube screamer, I'm thinking of that really tight, fizzy blended with a clean sort of mm. sound which really annoys me i don't like that sound at all but there have been tube screamer variations with the stevis and burkhead included which are pushing harder into a loose grit amp overdrive sort of mm-hmm. sound and i don't really consider that a tube screamer at all like the the earthquaker palisades and plumes and stuff like that and there's all sorts of other tube screamer variants that push more into this gritty like amp style overdrive and technically, they probably share components and guts and layout with right. the traditional tube screamer, but something has changed so that they're not that fizzy, tight, clean, blended thing anymore. You yeah, know? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just know I really liked having that puddle on my board. There you so. go. No, I think it sounds great. I mean, there's only like 14 of them, right? And yeah. We've you, you and I have one each, and Robert has, Robert one. has one, Grant has one, and then there's you know 11 more out there. So it's not like... You can really promote it. (laughs) It's a fun pedal. It's a fun pedal. I think Grant might come out with more variations in the future with different art. It's a, you know, it's this luck drive circuit that he did for a a Willie Nelson show. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. Willie Nelson festival. So yeah, that's your new. I think so. All right. It's an okay. new. it's all right. I'm not judging. (laughs) So it just speak, did. It just didn't feel that new to me. Steve. Speaking speaking of my what's new, um, this next this show is also sponsored by Bigger Pedals. Oh yeah, there's a pedal somewhere. Our what's new doesn't always feature our sponsors, but this time it does. Go get a woodcutter. Go get a woodcutter. You can get a woodcutter. You can't get a, a Stevens and Burkhead, but you can get a woodcutter. It's honestly my favorite rat. Oh, I think I can say that squarely. Well, you know, I've read on uh, a cer- on certain gear forums that a lot of people would like for you to say whenever you demo a style of pedal, like a rat style pedal, you say whether or not it's your favorite. Like, so anytime you demo a rat from any of the competitors of the woodcutter, you you have to say, yeah, this is a pretty good rat, but, but it's, it's not but, my favorite. But it's not my favorite. It's not a woodcutter. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Steve spent some <laughs> mind-numbing time on the gear no, page we gotta today. Fin- we got to finish this this sponsor spot. We're still in the sponsor spot. Uh, head on over to biggerpedals.com. A lot of people complain that, not not a lot of people, but a few people have mentioned that like right now they are sold out of four of their five pedals. And that's probably because a lot of people have done what we suggest you do, which is follow them on Instagram, get on their mailing list. So when they have stuff in stock, you, you will know. find out about it. Yeah. And then you can buy it. You should be happy that they're not doing pre-sale stuff and you're stuck in pre-sale hell forever. Buy it when it becomes available and then you're not waiting forever. You just have to follow them and know when stuff comes out. I hate it when when companies do like the pre-sale thing and then you don't know when they're ever going to catch up sort of thing. Yeah. I, I much rather companies sell what they have. And then they you know, know, then they stop so f- fulfilling never mind yeah yeah but also you want to follow big ear on social media and you know email us and wherever you can follow them because i think i've been hearing rumors in the wind that there's something new coming out i'm just saying you want to be you want to be ready to check it out when it comes out 
there might be new, there might be something new someday. Someday. All right, let's hit this next ad. All right, this is huge piece of crap. So sent by Rob Flax. Is your guitar a huge piece of crap? Does it have loads of playability issues? Does it have problems that can be hidden due to your inherent dishonesty? Have you stripped your truss rod because you're a moron? Have you screwed up the nut, bridge, tailpiece, or some other similarly important part of your guitar because you're a clueless simpleton? Do you have experience sending pictures of one chip in a guitar and saying, it's perfect except this, but the guitar actually needs a neck reset? Have you not taken care of your finely built instrument and had someone who's even more of an incompetent clown than you work on it? Are you one of those, let's see if I can take advantage of this person type? Do you have such a deep streak of dishonesty running through you that you've tried or would like to try and trade your pile of crap guitar and will want to meet in a place that makes it easier to disguise what a huge pile both you and your guitar are? Are you so preemptively angry that you chastise people in your for sale listing? Are you such an incompetent uh, that you think people want to spend their hard-earned money buying a guitar from an angry, no-questions-answered seller? If these are qualities you and your guitar possess, you should keep them to yourself. (laughs) I love bitter Craigslist drama, and that's definitely what's got to be going on here. This This guy is talking about someone in particular. It says, make manufacturer New England, model name and number, liars and cheats. (laughs) Someone's got some bad deals on Ooh, Craigslist Boston. Boy. It sounds like this guy had a run-in with somebody in particular. Oh man. I you know, you don't see enough of this on Craigslist anymore. Like the personal burn ads that people put out that are just like, you know who you are. I'm talking to you. Or the ones that are like, do not buy from this person. They will do this, this, and that. Yeah. Yeah. That was is well written though. It's I, it's a, I enjoyed it. it, it it's a, it's you know it takes you on a journey. It hit all the right it hit all the right notes for me. <laughs> There's really nothing else to that ad. I just thought it was fun. <laughs> so thanks for sending us that Rob Flax. Uh, I mean, have you have you ever encountered anyone being that variety of of dickhead on Craigslist, like trying to sell you something I sketchy? I don't feel like I have. It feels like that's pretty rare. But like if you if you encounter that, you're never going to forget it, right? If anything, I feel like I've been in positions where... I mean, this whole show is us pointing out stuff that sucks on Craigslist. Yeah, I, I stuff- feel like if anything, I've been... I haven't sold anything on Craigslist in a while. Um, but I feel like I've been put in positions where, like, I probably just could have kept offering. I, I remember mm. I bought... What did I buy? I bought a guitar years ago, and I just straight up offered a guy an amp for it. Without even, he was like, well, I got a couple other like things coming in and like, I really wanted the guitar. So I was just like, what about like, what about this? I don't even remember what it was. I think it was like a, just a Japanese fender maybe. Mm-hmm. And, but I just like jumped to it and then I got there and I was like, man, I should have worked up to this trade. Like <laughs> I, I still got a pretty good deal on it. Like the amp I traded them, uh, was not, was worth, was, uh, not as valuable as the guitar. Sure. But he didn't want the guitar. He wanted the amp. So it worked out. But it's just like, yeah, most people aren't douches about it. And if they are going to be, uh, you are like, it's 
it's in the writing and I just don't even bother contacting those people. Right. Like you can tell in the way that they wrote the ad, like this person is going to be a pain in the ass. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I made an offer, uh, a trade offer for a Fender Excelsior Mm -hmm. like two weeks ago. Cause there was one listed locally, obviously. And I wrote the guys like, are you interested in pedal trades at all? He's like, what do you have? And I sent him like a picture of like 10 different pedals and he just didn't write back to me. And I thought about (laughs) it and it's like, I should check up on it. Then I was like, Ryan, you idiot. You've got too much stuff as it is. Like just. Yeah, but you don't have an Excelsior. I know. And I want an Excelsior. I've always wanted an Excelsior. It was one of the brown ones. If it was one of the uh, other finishes, I probably would have poked a little bit harder. One into, of the Excelsior Pros. Yeah. In surf green. Yeah. Is it surf green or seafoam green? It doesn't matter to me. Well, surf, if it was surf, it would be surf blue because there's surf blue and there's seafoam green. Oh, okay. I think. I could be wrong I don't on know. that. Maybe I don't... there is a surf green. Who cares? I don't have the Fender. Someone out there cares and they're writing an angry message right now. I don't have the Fender color chart memorized. However, I was on the Gibson website the other day looking at what their current lineup of pickup models is. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Steve memorized every three-digit, like, model code for every Gibson pickup ever. It's like, is there a surf green? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I was like looking at it because uh, they. Kept oh, that looks like a four eighty five and three ninety two set. Okay, somebody, somebody kept in their in their product description. They were like, "Oh yeah, the four ninety eight gives you the authentic sounds of the of the sixties with an overdriven like." So I think it's supposed to be an overwound path. Uh, but, he's really doing it. But he's he's sincerely talking. But about I it. wanted to know was what year was the first production year, and I, I couldn't find it. All right. Very frustrated. <laughs> the Epiphone wiki, by the way, is very useful. I think my I think my wrap up on not for that on this Craigslist uh, rant. Oh yeah, is we're talking about that. Protect your heart. If you're on Craigslist or any other used site, mm-hmm. protect protect yeah. your emotions, protect guard, your heart, guard your heart, guard your heart. Don't don't get all wrapped up in these things. No deal is a done deal until you get it. Don't just give your emotions to any particular no. pedal or instrument right. that you see. You gotta save those emotions for the right one. Don't the one that's right for you. Yeah, oh, yeah a, a very wise woman once said, "Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to." I don't know how that applies, but it feels pertinent. <laughs> if you're if you're decent and you're honest on Craigslist, then you're going to be able to spot people who aren't decent and honest. And also, if you are a, a slimy, like rodent style sleaze bag out there trying to take advantage of people, you can probably spot the other sleaze bags as well. So I don't know. Just you know, keep your head on a swivel, guys. Be careful out there. Don't get taken advantage of. Don't buy out of fear. Don't buy out of excitement. Always look at something with a critical eye. You know, don't ever think that just because you met up with someone, you actually have to buy it. You can always, oh, that's a good point. You too. can always look at it and be like, hmm, something's not right. I'll get back to you some other time. I, I've done, I've actually done that. Uh, I used to, especially for like pedals and stuff. I've, uh, I used to, maybe I wouldn't do it now, but I used to like offer to just drive to people's houses, especially if it was like on a driving route that I was already sure, sure. going to be on. Uh, and I drove a pedal to a dude's house in Claremont. So not like, I was probably like on my way to Target or something. And uh, 
and it was a blues driver and we get in there and he tries it out and he's like, I think that my price was like 60 bucks. Uh, and he tries it out and he's like, ah, oh, not really what I'm looking for, but like, would you do 40? Like I'll do 40. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. He's like, Oh, are you sure? Like you drove all the way out here. I'm like, that's fine. 60 bucks. And I just walked out with the pedal <laughs> and just like got back in my car. That's bold. Someone brings you the pedal and then you try to haggle. Yeah. If someone delivers like, it, it's, it's not like, really what I'm looking for, but like maybe for 40 bucks, like I, I'll just live with it. And if like, someone nah, I'm brings good. you the pedal that you're going to buy, it's kind of like you don't haggle. You want it or you don't. You know, yeah. you knew the price when they were on their way. Yeah. Like if you're going to have, if you think you're going to haggle at all, you go to them. Come on. It's just, it's just common courtesy. Yeah, he got to run it, like run it through all of his own gear. I should have charged him a rental. Uh, yeah, that's a uh, fifteen minutes of pedal rental. That'll be twenty dollars. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's, let's do some on. housekeeping. 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 There it is. Uh, if you're interested in supporting this show, head on over to Patreon.com/slash60CycleHumcast, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can uh, help with the production of this program just like these folks did at the $1 level Adam Pope and at the $5 level Rodan welcome to the show Rodan uh and then, then at the I end don't of mean it, to make fun of your name cuz I'm not trying to make fun of your name but it's a cool sounding name at the end of the show I wanted to say uh, it we will run everybody's name yeah it's a really cool thing it's a do. long list of people who have and are supporting the show so we used that money uh, to pay for shipping. We finally got all the Azores oh, out. Oh, that should have been my what's new. Yeah, we got all the Azores out, so we're finally done with that. I need to sort through the remainder of the mail and find people who have sent us money so I can send them stickers and stuff like that. But all the Azores are out, and so we can finally move on to doing other giveaways here in the new, near future. Um, but, you know, the, the, the Patreons helped make that possible. They help make gain, they help make the show possible through equipment purchases that we need to run the show. There's a lot of lights and cameras in here. There's a lot of costs associated with the shows, like paying to keep uh, Podbean running and various oh, yeah. other services that we use. By the way, WordPress uh, wants you to renew. I've got to renew the WordPress. Um, you know, we, we use the money to buy food for us when we do podcasting nights so that no one has to cook a meal. And, you know, there can be some time to address family stuff around here yeah. because podcast nights are very busy. And so that's a huge help to us be able to just pick up, take out and have a meal together before we start recording uh, it. You know, that money legitimately goes to make all this content possible. So huge thanks to all the Patreons out there. Last ad? This last ad was sent by everyone. Oh my gosh. I think I got, I, I, you know, when we get messages on Instagram from people who haven't messaged us before, I have to go into this folder and approve the message. Oh yeah. I think I approved like eight messages today of people only sending this photo. And I think I got messaged by multiple people on Facebook only sending me this photo. And there's no other information. They just send this photo. It's of a, a, a guitar, some sort of Strat style guitar. With a humbucker in the bridge and a strat, strat style trim on it, and the wiggle stick is a spoon with a bolt through yeah. it. It it looks cool, guys. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. You can stop sending me this photo. So two thoughts. One is, can you only play this guitar in a spoon cover band? You can only play Spoon Man with it. So you can play Spoon Man. Yeah, and songs also by the band Spoon. Yeah. Isn't there a band called Love and Spoonful? Oh, and you can play Love and Spoonful. Right. That's it. Those are the three. <laughs> uh, the other problem I have is 
I this kind of spoon looks familiar. It looks flimsy. I don't think it's going to hold up. No, this is not a strong spoon. And if I was going to use a spoon for my wiggle stick, I'd want it to be like closer to like a ladle. You know, a little bit longer. Not a big ladle, but you know, like a oh, okay. like a like a gravy okay. ladle size. You know, like a serving spoon sort yeah, of size. Yeah. And I'd want to have the the spoon part be the handle. You know. So you flip flip this around. Flip it around. But this okay. definitely looks too. This looks like the the type. Not to diss on anyone's spoon. If, if this is your spoon, I'm sure it's a great spoon. It's a wonderful spoon. But to me, not anymore. It's got a hole in it. To me, yeah, this would not work for soup anymore. Uh, to me, it looks like one of the, like the cheap stamped out spoons that you would get at the dollar store that you know you could just bend in half, super super yeah. easy. Like would, some sort of punched out. Maybe they spoon. have like a really light, like they only use two springs, and so it's it's okay. You know, I'm not a spoon connoisseur. But I can tell that this is not a top of the line spoon. Are you saying that you're not a spoon man? <laughs> no, I'm not a spoon man. All right, I don't this, come together with my hands. This uh, this song was sent by Matt Good. But seriously, stop sending us this photo. We've seen this. <laughs> he says, hey, assholes, play my song. Okay. All right, Dick. We'll play your song. Uh <laughs> Hi, Ryan and Steve. Been a fan of the show for a while. Want to share my song, Unintelligent Behavior, by my UK-based indie rock band, Trust Club, with you to play at the end of the show. It's the first single that they released on December 17th, uh, which was a month ago. After I spent last year writing a lot of material, I actually recorded this around last summer at home. Now playing our material as a three-piece with some pals, so there'll be plenty of more soon. Uh, it's available on all streaming services, including Spotify, etc., and we're on Facebook and in- Instagram at... This is Trust Club. No notable gear includes a Digitech reverse delay, a 90s Squire Vista Jagmaster modded with wide range humbuckers. Those are fun. Um, MIJ Fender Mustang and a 90s Zoom 2100, which I oh. think Ryan featured on the channel once. That was my first multi effect pedal. Yeah. Uh, apparently it belonged to his dad. Uh, not sure. And so he sent the song. So the reason he, uh, he wrote that as the title is a. Back when he submitted this, he posted in the Facebook group, want to send a song for the guys to listen to. Is there any particular email subject heading? And my, I replied to him, quote, hey, assholes, play my song. <laughs> so it's your <laughs> fault. And then I called him a dick because he said what you said to say. Yeah. Yeah. Steve. Now who's the asshole? Me. Well, you. <laughs> That's true. You're the one who caused me to be an uh, asshole. Where is this is second hand assholing. <laughs> your mouth inhale some IQ points get out the house get moving the painful joints it keeps you going run tell your next text friend science is flowing but never make
I like that a lot. Like really, really good production on that. Really love all the very intentional dissonance going on throughout that track. Uh, Really like, I mean, talking about mainlining nostalgia, like there is like this (laughs) really like thick late 90s power pop post grunge kind of like a little bit of Weezer-ish kind of stuff floating around in there. Okay, yeah. I was thinking, uh, so I, I thought of three different bands. One, like that clean, the clean guitar that's like super, it was like chorus heavy, reminded me of a song by Rooney. I don't know if you remember Rooney. Vaguely. Um, and then uh, Rooney got me thinking about the other Schwartzman band, which was Phantom Planet. Oh, yeah. Uh, which had Jason Schwartzman, I think, played drums for uh, Phantom Planet for like one album. One or two albums. And which got me thinking of the third band, because I think of those three bands as like a spot in time, these three bands, which was OK Go. Yeah, I could hear that. I could hear some OK Go floating yeah. around in there. That's what I heard. Yeah. But Weezer also, Weezer's kind of like before all those bands, but in the same, say they're from the same evolutionary. Yeah, yeah. Musical no, it, it, evolutionary it felt, tree. It felt like a time piece, like a time period piece. Yeah, it's cool. I liked it. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Stay grounded. Here, let's do like a sad look for like the thumbnail. Like.